0: cliffcentral.com Future CEOs
1: on cliffcentral.com Welcome back to Future CEOs. We just had a fantastic conversation around the really the world of blogging and how you can turn it into a career and I think what have we learned from Ben? We learned that blogging is not really uh, about being a blogger. It's about creating content and being passionate about the industry that you're in, right?
0: I love the fact that he was just committed to his work, you know, and with our economy constantly being uh, tougher and tougher, I think for individuals and businesses, you really have to get the – The sweet spot of why your business exists. And I think that is basically the kind of topic for our next conversation, Gareth.
1: Well, exactly. So Ben, I mean, he really runs his own business in many ways. And uh, so he runs a, he has to have a profit margin. There's the word, there's the term. And so what are we talking about today? We're talking about how to improve that profit margin, especially as a small business or uh, maybe even some of you who are running micro enterprises. Shall we get our guest to introduce himself?
0: Always the case on Future (laughs) CEOs. Always
1: the case. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the studio. Uh, It's good to have you. Would you mind just introducing yourself to everyone? Tell everyone why they should be listening to you around this topic of improving your
2: uh, profit margins. Well, good afternoon and thanks for having me on the show. My name is Jeremy Lang. I'm one of the regional general managers for business partners and we've been investing in entrepreneurs for over 35 years. Me personally been involved in the space for over 10 years. So it's a space I really enjoy and certainly very exciting. How did you get into the space? I'm actually from a financial and auditing background, okay. uh, but this space is much more exciting. <laughs> uh, the innovation, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, there's an absolute need, and I say that with all respect to the auditors, but this space for me personally is a lot more exciting and personally um, satisfying. Okay, very, very nice. Well, welcome welcome to the studio. We
1: appreciate it. Uh, I think there was some research that you guys did recently that, or that came out recently that uh, really highlights this um, some important stuff around Profit. I mean, specifically net profit, especially. Uh, do you want to just go into some of the the, the findings that there were, some of the uh, conclusions that you're able to draw out of that um, research as
2: well? Yeah, I think we had uh, some suspicion that things were not going well for SMEs over the last Mm. year. Uh, The evidence has come out released by Statistics SA that has now proven that. And these have come from a combination of our experiences with our clients. Um, But uh, as mentioned, the evidence now supports this. And what it's showing is that there's a clear decrease in terms of uh turnover to some extent but also profitability mm. for smes which is really not a good sign in the current economy yeah, yeah.
1: There, uh, w- there is a difference between profit and turnover a lot of it's, it's in fact it's surprising how many um entrepreneurs who are just getting into 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 their businesses don't understand the difference do you want to just give us a very very brief description of of the two and the difference
2: yeah i'll even take that comment and extend it uh, to a third point because turnover whilst that is the uh, the income that you generate from the product or service that you offer, profit is really the the credit that you make mm. after you servicing all your expenses mm. but ultimately. Profit, it also does not realize into cash in the bank, yeah. mm. and that's the third one. So Great entrepreneurs point. should really focus on all well, three correct, um, correct. collectively Beautiful. and not not be naive to think while you're making a profit you have cash in the bank. It it's may a, not be the case.
1: So what are we talking about? We're talking about cash flow. We're talking about revenue, and we're talking then about this idea of profit, net profit specifically. The, so… We have this, the, the research from StatsSA. Just tell us very quickly some
2: of your conclusions, your, your thoughts on that research. Okay. So I think there's a, there's some very clear reasons to what's going on in the market at the moment. Please tell,
0: enlighten us, educate us. Um,
2: if we look at the growth in the economy, it's clear that there's little to no growth at the moment, which means that this pie is not getting any bigger. Okay. So to grow your own business, you need to either establish industries that don't exist, Mm. To attract new markets mm. Or take away market share from your competitors mm. But in doing so The one way in which you can lure customers away From your competitors Is to lower your prices mm. sure. Thus you cutting, start cutting into your margins And a price war already established In some of the industries mm. Now whilst your turnover is not growing Unfortunately overheads don't stay the same yeah. mm. Wage demands put pressure on businesses yeah, regarding mm. inflation, Landlords don't mm. want to accept 0% increases mm. You have other increases uh, Utilities, electricity mm. increasing In excess of inflation rates mm. This is putting pressure on entrepreneurs now Entrepreneurs don't have the financial muscle And resource to to support this, these tough times of, of sustained, low-sustained economic activity. So entrepreneurs have to be quite innovative in re-looking at how their business model works and efficiencies within their businesses.
1: Are there only those two options? So I, mean, I look at it and I think, well, surely not every market is saturated. You know, the, Not everyone is buying your product. But is that an expensive way to go and try and bump up your profits is to go and try and – Increase perhaps your cost per acquisition. You know,
2: because that's what it really ultimately boils down to: is you have to reach out to more people. Yeah, unfortunately, the the most vulnerable line on your income statement in tough times is your marketing spend. Mm. Mm. And entrepreneurs so quickly tend to cut that spend. And Mm. uh, on the contrary, I say don't, uh, because this is probably where you need to make yourself more known than any other time. Uh, I suppose
0: that means just using. The digital market and uh, technologies, you know, a, a, as much as possible as an entrepreneur.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, what what digital marketing and social media has done to some extent is level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Before the one with the biggest cheque could put ads on TV, could do media print. Uh, in terms of digital and social platforms, you can be as equal as anybody else yes. if you get your marketing campaign correct. And what's Love also that. so, what's, Love so that. what's so important
1: Gareth. about it? No, it's very, very good because what's so important about it, of course, is that you can also target very, very specifically. And so you put a billboard up on, and for a colleague of mine and I were talking about this the other day. You put up a billboard uh, on a highway. And you can already cut out fifty percent of the the cars that are coming past because fifty percent of those people, for example don 't have children and so if you're, if your billboard is about i don 't know some a toddler toddler device or something i don 't know i don 't have children so, I'm, I'm really for sure, so i 'm really grasping my shores i shouldn 't have used that example, um, but you can already cut out half and then you have to say, okay well, now half have." Uh, children, how many of those have toddlers, and then you cut out a whole another another element, et cetera et
0: so et cetera, et cetera. data analysis is key basically
2: yeah and, and Garrett, coming back your to, favorite and coming yes. back to the marketing strategy, yes. we have clients that have built the entire business off social media uh, marketing uh, uh, mm. you
0: know what that is so crucial in just our world that we live in, Johannesburg and the celebrity culture, that's basically what makes them celebrities, is their followers their online and social media presence and that's where brands and corporates really want to invest, so that's where they're getting all their money and their branding from so completely right, I just had to say that. Uh,
1: On a business partner's uh, or from a business partner's perspective have you guys had to yourselves uh, Mm. change the way that you think about Mm. marketing Mm. because you guys are very hands on you, you support the entrepreneurs that you're funding
2: yeah, we have we have developed a social media strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're quite active. Mm-hmm. I also run live Twitter feeds on mm-hmm. certain topics where we mm-hmm. engage with entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or aspiring entrepreneurs. Quite active on Facebook, and also our website's quite in, quite interactive. We get a lot of inquiries mm-hmm. and uh, and requests for information via our website. So it it is an absolute must for every business at this stage as a minimum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, To complement your other marketing strategies. But that's the way the world is moving. We we have a look at who's our entrepreneur going to be in 20 years' time. Is it going to still be the traditional uh, running a factory? We don't think so. The way new businesses are evolving in the tech space, in the ICT space, we've got to step up to their level to make... Make it easier for them to do business with us Which,
0: uh, Which industries In your capacity as business partners Are really doing well Whether come recession or not And are always consistent
2: yeah, that's that's always a very good question um, In the entrepreneurial space At the moment, uh, we're still very keen On the manufacturing space I mean, in light mm. of all the bad news around us We experience some really wonderful Innovative products that Entrepreneurs are still manufacturing at the moment The second one is the education Space, where mm. There's the second tier private school Market developing yeah, the, the,
1: the currows of the world, for example Even, oh.
2: even a market okay. just below that Where okay. parents can't afford the top end schools, know. but they want it better than the public offering uh, school. Know. And this market's developing. We're quite aggressive there.
1: I, I Actually, I remember seeing an email come through where I think you guys have created an education fund. Is that correct? We need to get that in there. That was a while
0: ago. That's where we need to be. Our, our bridge. Sorry, that was private.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's private on air, Lime.
0: <laughs> Continue. We're all ears. We're yeah. all ears. Yes. So
2: that's, that's an, uh, a space where we're quite active at the moment with, with really great success. Um and uh, the nice thing about the, the schooling market is it's quite a predictable model uh, parents seem to pay their school fees so there's no big big write offs and the overhead base is quite Quite uh, predictable as well Certain number of teachers Certain amount of overhead So yeah. from that perspective It's a really And the demand is there There's no doubt Of course um, We can't I mean we're building schools By the day it's, it's great So that's really Really good And then lastly Also in the uh, Child entertainment space there's, there's also a lot coming up The rushes The bounces The monkey nastics And mm. all these All these things So parents seem to be wanting a safe and secure environment uh, for their children to have fun in. Uh, I mean, I grew up on the streets with sticks and stones playing like that, but I think in the current uh, environment that we find ourselves in, parents do want a safer environment for their kids to play And So that market has also picked up. Um, the service and retail uh, remains stable. Um, it's up and down here and there, but it still remains a big part of businesses that we invest in. We're seeing more and more uh, innovation coming through We've also got a venture capital arm Where we're financing much earlier stage Businesses with entrepreneurs yeah, Which is through.
1: something quite new because you guys were always very conservative With the way that you would approach things It was always a small or medium business Not necessarily new business
2: Yes I- Traditionally, uh, if you look over the past 35 years, our focus was very much on what we call lifestyle businesses. It's not going to change the world, but you can make a decent living out mm. of it, like a restaurant, like a service station. But we, what we found there's a big need for earlier stage funding. I can assure you with my experiences with entrepreneurs, there's no shortage of innovation in this country. Uh, between, Especially in the Gauteng region and the Western Cape, a little bit out of the, the Durban region, There is absolute an abundance of innovation. It's about helping these entrepreneurs, supporting them through funding and taking their product to market that they need support with. So business partners, in addition to funding, and and many other funders do this as well, in addition to the funding, you need to plug that hole in terms of giving them support, giving them the financial and business acumen. The full package. Yep. Because all entrepreneurs want to do, they want to make stuff. Yeah, they just want to
1: <laughs> do what they do, right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh. and
2: what they love. So we try and support them uh, in that way. But uh, a very interesting and exciting space. And here we really are looking for innovative products that can change the world, the new Facebook, the next Google, um, and so on
1: the I wanted to ask, so we did a was it last week already it feels like it was a long time ago the, the fund, we had a funding conversation with a venture capitalist, and we don't, yeah exactly don 't ask for funding until what is the title of the show and an excellent conversation. You are now talking about uh, potentially a little bit more um, early stage investing. when do you as a investor? Uh, in, a, in a business, expect to realize profits because let's go back to our original conversation about net profit. When, when should a business actually realize those profits and when is it okay not to realize profits? Let's talk about let's, – let's
2: take those two questions. Okay. So if you have a look at the venture capital market in or landscape in South Africa, you can generally cut it up into three. Sure. The first one is your real R&D Concept stage seed funding Of which there are a few institutions That fund. The second one is where You have a working prototype And you, you haven't sold one yet but you're Now ready to take that product to market And the third stage is within a period Of let's say two years you still Deem to be early st- uh, stage startup And funders have different appetites For different of those stages So uh, We fund for example in stages Two and stage three mm. uh, But in terms Of your question coming back to that At what point do you expect to realize profit You need to take an investment Term view so most invent- investors will take a five- to seven-year view. Some may take a much longer-term view and realize returns over a long 15-20-year period. Sure. But for the most part, within a five-year period, you at least expect their business to break even. And with let's say within a two- to three-year period, that's sort of the industry-accepted norm. And post-year three, you then expect your profits to start generating.
1: So are you saying that a small business that is out there mustn't expect to be making uh, huge amounts of profit or Perhaps even any profit at this point In their life cycle
2: Yes it depends and it varies from industry to industry And opportunity to opportunity But I think like I said the accepted norm Is somewhere between one and three years If you're running a business for three years at a loss um, Maybe it's time Those losses need to be funded somewhere Mm. So you need to have a good plan And at least within the short to medium term Convince investors that Within a certain period uh, That has a definite end date That you will start to realize profits And the investors will start to realize Returns but within a five year period We expect that the business uh, Becomes stable grows and Starts generating profits uh, To grow into a bigger business into the Future Mm. so
0: can partnerships Save the business model if you Want not to die As an entrepreneur
2: Yes, So your partnerships Are absolutely key mm. um, Remember that it is Almost as good as a marriage At the end of the day And the person you bring on board Or the institution you bring on board With you uh, You need to do Quite a lot of homework into what their Role will be in the Correct. business um, The ability of that Person or institution to limit your Ability as an entrepreneur because you don't, you Can't suddenly do what you want to do and uh, Implement the ideas you want To implement so you need to have A shared vision and meeting of the minds Correct. In terms of what this business wants To achieve at the end of the day If you want somebody that likes control don't take An investor on board that's going to get operation Involved in your business if you Want some value to come with an investor to open networks and so on make sure that you do some research and this investor has that capability to open some doors for you and give you some market access
1: let's talk about the market for a moment so we are in a tough economic period um, mm. we've spoken about all, close to zero um, growth that is going on locally but I mean, really globally in many um, cases as well um, What what do we? What do we do? How do we respond? What what must we do right now as a small business uh, when we look at the next two, three, four years going Mm. ahead? What what do we do? What do we do right now? Action.
2: I think the entrepreneur has one great advantage and that they can adapt and make decisions much quicker than a big business can. So they can change strategy, change tact very quickly. Mm. There's a few things that an entrepreneur can do to try and position his business better. Firstly, they've got to have a focused project on re-looking at the efficiencies in the business. Where are we wasting money? Where can we improve? Where can we get incentivize our staff and get more out of them in a working day? These are all things that can assist you.
1: Is, Is there one question that you can ask around efficiency that applies to every part of the business? You know that magic question?
2: Yeah, I think it's about it's about really looking at at whether you're getting absolute value for your spend. Okay. Mm. Where are the leakages? Uh, where can we fix up? Um, I think one must, uh, moving on, I think one must also accept that you need to get reserve facilities in place. Cash mm. flow is absolutely key and for many entrepreneurs at the moment, it's all about survival, not even growth. Mm-hmm. So getting that backup facilities in place, nobody's going to want, or very few funders will want to give you money when you're already making losses. Yeah, when you're so burning it, yeah. You've got to have a plan, you've got to have a vision. Um, be realistic, but be optimistic. Uh, don't lose that passion that they've, that you've, that you've, uh, that you've had that got you into this business in the first place. So entrepreneurs are renowned for being resilient, overcoming challenges <laughs> day in, day out, yeah, um, yeah. and still making a success of the business. And it's not to give up. The country needs it. Uh, entrepreneurs are the ones that's creating jobs in our economy Correct. at the moment, and the sure. tide will turn. It, will it, it? Will,
0: no honestly will it
2: I think if you look back we've been struggling since 2008 it's almost 10 years now yeah. um and it, there's been ups and downs but it's a small it's a small cycle if you look at the history of economies and economies do happen in cycles, and it will turn. The question is when. Uh, but for now, it's survival. It's improving efficiencies. It's getting the cash reserve facilities in place.
1: I really want to be a little bit naughty Eww. there and, and look at you and wink and say, "Our political leadership." <laughs> <laughs> true that. True that. <laughs> no, no. But I'm just being. Sure. I'm being being naughty. But so. Last week, in during the funding conversation that we had, we we said funding actually comes last. There, there's a, there's there's five things, and funding should technically come last when you're looking at a business. Uh, what is your feeling on people always blaming funding as the reason for the downfall of their business? So, let's and then and we pull it back to this idea of profit. Uh, please, just your thought.
2: Okay, so two 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 quick points there. The first one is. In a tough economy, access to funding is probably more difficult than sure. normal. And there's a reason for that. That's so true. If you look across the, the funding industry, financing industry, across banks and everyone else, the level of potential bad debts have increased. So what they call impairments, that's the uh, provision for, for debts that they expect to incur. So there's a, a natural withdrawal from the SME market because Commercial funders generally see this as a risky yeah, industry. Yeah, there's a risk, yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the one reason in terms of, of access to funding. However, in the same breath, I say there is no shortage of funding in South Africa. Mm. It's about convincing that investor to give you the money.
1: Yeah, showing that there's a market, that there's, that there's a scalable opportunity and so on.
2: Great. So last year we as a company alone put just under a billion rand in the hands of entrepreneurs. In, tough, in tough economic of, times. We are one of many companies that's, that's funding entrepreneurs. The secret, and this is something I always try and uh, transfer this knowledge to entrepreneurs, is the funding landscape in South Africa is very vast and very complex why I say that, different funders have different risk appetites Correct. They have different industry preferences Correct. Dis- different investment sizes and different levels of risk that they are willing to take but what entrepreneurs do is they don't inform themselves to who's doing what mm. so they go and knock on every e- door every and door. any door they can yes, find like yes. getting closed doors yes. and they become despondent yes. in the process yes. so my My recommendation and my suggestion is to all entrepreneurs is do research on the funders Mm. you wish to approach and make sure that there is a match Mm. in terms of the type of funder you need, the profile business you are, the stage business you're at, and the funder that you're going to approach. And when you align yourself as close as possible to that, you increase the success of your chances to raise funding.
0: Mm. That's such a great point. That's such a great point. Um, Gareth, anything else?
2: Well, I mean, I'm just
1: fascinated by the the idea that there are businesses out there that still don't take a strategic approach to their profits, to looking at their profits. Just a word on that. I don't, because I think I've asked a couple of questions, but we haven't got quite to the the crux of the matter. This idea that profit is not something that you realise in the first year of your business. Mm.
2: Yes, the, there are many school fees that you pay initially as an entrepreneur, and one must plan for it and budget for it, and make sure that you have enough cash reserves to fund these initial startup losses. The expenses you think you can incur, I can assure you there's going to be more than Double that. it, yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so there are always those unexpected expenses that you're going to incur. It's very seldom that I see... Turnovers actually being achieved that entrepreneurs expect to achieve from day one. Sometimes half or a quarter of that normally Mm -hmm. gets realized. So be conservative initially in your startup um, projections, but have a plan. That's key.
1: Just very quickly, uh, define what an entrepreneur is to you. So when you use the word entrepreneur, what does that actually describe? Because we are in a world where individuals describe themselves as entrepreneurs, but actually the businesses that they're running running, you know, in inverted commas, aren't real businesses, they're jobs. The, they've just created a job because no one is going to employ them When you say entrepreneur, what are you, what are you talking about?
2: Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting point I think in South Africa we use entrepreneur across all small and medium business owners yeah. But in fact there's a distinct difference between a small business owner yes. and an entrepreneur yes. A small business owner has a, a smallish business Making a good living out of it And has no desire to build an empire out of this business an entrepreneur is somebody that absolutely wants from day one he sees this big massive business global international uh, corporation that he wants to take this small business to, so he's much greater vision um, uh, an absolute desire to grow the business.
1: would you say that they 're better at strategy and planning as well uh, real entrepreneurs are they aren 't they i don 't know
2: yeah, I think th- they vary quite significantly some uh, entrepreneurs are very innovative And very good technically But lack the business acumen sure. mm. And, f- and investors that come on board That see the potential in the product Should bring um, Skill sets and build a management team yes, With this correct, entrepreneur correct. to surround the entrepreneur That happens quite often but the the ultimate um, uh, characteristic for me of an entrepreneur is passion and desire to grow this into a massive empire, um, and that we don 't really distinguish between the two in south Africa but the if you look at definitions globally, that is the distinct difference
1: mm, okay very nice Libby.
2: last couple of words
0: as an entrepreneur i don 't want my Business or business ideas or business model to die in this really weak economy. Give me five points of advice.
2: Okay, so we touched on some of these a little bit earlier. Is you've got to relook at your business model. You've got to take a focus, take time out of your business. Entrepreneurs are very busy with everything every day. <laughs> <So but laughs> Take a step back and have a real bird's eye view of your business, where are you going, what challenges are you facing, where can we cut down, where can we improve on margins, Get the reserve facilities in place and innovate within your business. Innovation brings wonderful things to a business. Is that then
1: two? So that was one and then
2: and then two. <laughs> yeah, I'm running out of time. <laughs> okay. So we, we are
1: running out of time. So let, 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 let's go through the, the, the list very, very quickly. So first, number one was?
2: First thing is review your business. Re- review your business yes, model. Tick.
1: Innovation, well, that was part of the review, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Secondly is improve your efficiencies in your business. Okay. Thirdly, you've got to get cash flow reserves set up in the case you need them. Yes. Great. Fourth, make sure you've got the right people backing you. Yes. Mm, yeah. Very nice. And lastly, is that passion that you've had for your business. I'm, I've got to come back to that. Don't let it die. Don't be disheartened by what's going on around you. You're in control. Control the things you can and ignore the things that you can't.
1: And can I add, can I add one? Oh, yeah. Don't buy a Merc when you don't need a Merc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, buy Merck, but just not right now. Okay. Well, Fubi, what do you feel about the conversation?
0: I am, feel so educated. And you know what? You just gave me my, my guts back because I think as entrepreneurs, we need to follow our guts and believe in our guts. And you just gave me my guts back. Thank you so much for spending time out of your busy schedule to amplify and advocate and catalyze South African entrepreneurship.
2: It's an absolute pleasure.
1: Jeremy, thank you. Thank you so very much. All right, we'll be with you wow, same time, Jeremy. same place next week. We, ha- we look forward to seeing you there. Remember, if you have missed this conversation or you joined halfway and you want to hear the rest of the conversations, go to cliffcentral.com or future-ceos.com. You can find the podcast there. We'll see you next week.
0: Cliffcentral.com.